Hi, I'm Ozzy Yuma, and I'm always tuned in to my favorite radio station. Fresh. Look what I brought for you. We will stop at nothing until every child, no matter where they live, no matter their religion or class, identity or gender, until every girl can go to school. We raise our hands for education. is your feel good radio fresh 107.9 fm abogota today is wednesday it's the 4th of may 2022 great to know you're there joining us this morning raise your hands that's the song that kicks out things at the top of the hour uh nigerian singers ricardo bank tenny uh there's of course uh yusu indoor uh who is a senegalese singer quite a number of others 
joined on that song, the London Community Gospel Choir, Nigerian producer, Fields, uh, South African, Nomkembo Zikode, and a couple of others. Amazing song, kicks out things this morning. It's Platform This Wednesday. Wali Bakar is my name. Great to know you're there uh, joining us. Uh, this is a very interesting time side of the 2023 general elections. A lot of the political parties preparing for their primaries. Uh, a lot of aspirants and hopefuls uh, doing consultations, having meetings, uh, reeling out their plans, uh, really wrapping things up as far as strategizing uh, to pick the tickets uh, for their various uh, parties. Uh, there's just a lot of discussions going on in the country. The ultimate goal, of course, for everyone across uh, various strata of our communities is ensuring that the appropriate person or the appropriate group of people uh, get to um, win elective positions so that we can have a better society. We'll continue our conversation towards that uh, goal uh, this morning. We'll be joined by a governorship hopeful under the platform of the People's Democratic Party, PDP, here in Ogun State, um, Mr. Shekun Shomi, who has been in the you know political landscape for a while, representing a lot of uh, individuals, uh, speaking for them, uh, but um, is decided to also be a part of the race this time around. Good morning to you. Welcome to Platform this Wednesday. Thank you for staying with us. This platform this Wednesday on Fresh 107.9 FM. Wale Bakar is my name. Great to be on the program this morning. Uh, it will usually be our second uh, you know, of the week, but it is our first because uh, Monday was, um, you know, victory. A uh, lot of plans, you know, had to hold on for the Eid. I hope you had a great one. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. I hope uh, it's been a great one getting back to work it was uh it must have been tough getting out of bed this morning after the long weekend but i'm sure your bodies are getting in tune with getting back to work uh thank you for joining us i did say uh that joining me this morning is uh mr shagun shomi who is a governorship aspirant on the platform of the people's democratic party uh before now we would have introduced him as a public affairs analyst uh but he's uh, decided to be a part of the race uh but there's a lot more than the race uh, in Ogun state that we'll be talking about this morning good morning Sir, great to have you here. It's nice to be with you. Good morning. Good to see you. Well, let, let's let's dive right into it. Um, I'm sure, uh, the, as as I said, uh, for for politicians is more than an, inter- an interesting time. Uh, that's how I I've continued to call it this period uh, and how it will be, uh, you know, leading to the general elections. Uh, but uh, there's so many people that that look at 2023 and and say it is crucial. They say. Um, uh, it is beyond one where we try to score political points or chip political points, where we try to, you know, say my party is better than yours, my region is better than yours. Uh, it is a, an election that together we should all be looking at making sure that the person that can lead the country right, that can get Nigerians together, is who we are bringing into power. Yeah, I agree. I think that... Um all of us, the citizen in any space, 
must understand that democracy is our humanity's gift to each other, especially to the poor and not to rich, to have a role to play in how leaders are emerged. Before now, by conquest and wars, you have created monarchies and the transfer of authority is hereditary. Before now, you've had dictatorship where by the barrel of the gun, an army or a revolutionary holds power and holds it indefinitely. The world itself created a system to accommodate all persons who are eligible within voting age according to the constitution of different countries, which we call the government of the people for the people by the people. Incidentally, most people only take notice of the final act, which is election or the actual voting. But democracy is beyond that. You need at this time, especially using Nigeria and our situation as an example, to begin to show interest in political parties, their candidates, their aspirants, what they talk about, the issues that bother you and concern you, the policies and what have you. So in our country, we run elections every four years, the ones that are on term, and a few others that are staggered also happens outside the season. But the bulk of the elections happen will be happening next year, 2023, to complete and hand over power, whatever, or even extend the buttons for those who are eligible from 2019 to 2023. So it's not just important for the politician. In fact, I dare say it's more important for the people because what then will be the benefit of a process that allows you to decide you like Mr. A or Mrs. B if you don't use it and you have the numbers the election map as at the last check is close to 80 million available and yet people are like idiotically not showing interest in things that will have far-reaching implication on how they live their lives so it's not just important for politicians it's important for everybody now um, you know just before we you know, I'll bring our conversation back uh, to Ogun State uh, the because of, by virtue of the system we're on the uh, the 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 sort of federation that we're on the center you know remains very powerful and you know it might, sometimes it might be even even be tough for subnationals to <laughs> some of argued exist and be prosperous uh, with the current setup um would, would where do you uh, place the conversations going on at the center as regards um uh, you know what region should be producing the next president as regards whether we should even be talking about region whether we should be looking at the right person for the job irrespective of the region they're coming from you know and all this talks about oh they've done it before we should get our time or the southeast has never done it there's a part of the of the north that has never done it at all when you have an environment that has the type of structure we run in, that you call our own unique nigerian type of federation Three things make it difficult for you to be able to ignore the center. The first is that somehow, luckily, the Nigerian Federation also gives money and resources to states and local government. 
in some other federations, like the Americans, states don't get money from the federal unless there's an emergency. So that makes it important that you discuss the central issues. The second is that our federation and the rules of engagement, quite a lot of things that are policy-related are exclusively on the federal list. That also means because of the exclusivity of some you know, policies and programs and all that, you must be interested. And the one more reason is that we are a nation that, if you like, I like to call a rainbow of many tribes and cultures and religion. Therefore, the contestation for who will sit on the chair at the federal at every point in time produces significant level of energy, conversations and arguments. There are those who believe that we should run a turn-by-turn type of federation where it goes from one region, then the next region, and then the next region, and the next region. And there are those who say, we have come to a point now where let the best man win. And there are those who say, a fairly more guarded type of democracy for the purposes of the national to achieve inclusion is required. I have covered and I have listened and I have engaged all of the arguments that get thrown up. And I can tell you for free, I do not know what is best now. But I know that we are at such a point in the country where we must look to decide what kind of country do we want to run. If we wish to unite the country and make it a little bit more harmonious with itself, then we must answer the tough questions. Where are those zones that have not produced precedent in this democracy and will naturally be feeling agitated? But in doing that, you also must ask, elections are <laughs> events that require voting numbers. And you now have to plan in such a way that the numbers can you know, favor you or your party. But there's even one more important thing you need to consider, and that is that shall we as a nation, having not restructured us in spite of the long and almost noisy argument and positions on let's restructure, let's restructure, let's give ourselves a better federation, shall we pretend that we don't know where the equity challenge in terms of power is? So all of these are the issues that are playing up. But people must understand, power has to be negotiated. Unless you can generate the number in a democracy all by yourself from your zone, you will need to negotiate it. As, as Our kind of democracy also even puts an extra need for integration, which is that you must have 25% of the vote in two-thirds of the state. So these are all designs to make sure that we can have a united country. And that's where we are now. And that's why the argument is as hot as they are. No, apologies, Bolton. And I was going to ask, you know, just when you mentioned the issue of whether there's a zone that can, uh, you know, whether it will be easy for a zone to have all the numbers. Uh, we've, I'm sure you've seen what has been, you know, pushed from various zones. There's been, uh, the, the CNG was just speaking yesterday, the Coalition of Northern Group, you know, uh, saying, uh, well, uh, if, if they have the numerical strength of the South, uh, if the South cannot threaten them. 
uh, you know, to do and say that the, the president has come from the south. Governor Kerry Dolo and the likes will tell you, well, if it's not coming to the south, then forget about it. So, one way or the other, both zones have been, you know, boasting of numbers. Some have said, oh, your numbers are questionable and all of that. Interestingly, there's a census, most likely, uh, except they, the federal government agrees to those that are saying that we don't need it at this time. There's probably going to be a census that will come up. So, the numbers will be crucial. But uh, f- for you, uh, I hear what you say about you know making a decision as to what we want, but do you look at it and say that we have to make it, make that decision, you know, before this election cycle, or we can still? I am quite uncomfortable, and I really mean this, when conversations that should happen within the political party get escalated into a national catastrophe of some sort where you are bringing the conversation to people who cannot really influence any of those things. Political parties are structured in such a way that each party has its own organs. And zoning is purely a party affair. Candidates don't emerge until after they have been presented from their parties. And political parties don't sit on the table. We don't have an extended NWC of all parties. Each of those parties are meant to sit down in their own area, taking their interpretation of whatever it is that they're hearing from the general public, which you can call the electorate for now, and then come up with a process or a decision that works for them. For instance, in the PDP, it's very difficult for you to tell the PDP that they have a zoning challenge to the south, and I'll tell you why. In 1999, Chibolusha was president and he was president for two terms. He's a Yoruba man. The party went north to Yaradua. He died. And Jonathan completed the first time and got a term of his own in 2011. He's a south-south man. And we lost in 2015. So technically, the PDP could say to itself, we have been in the north for a longer period of those 16 years. And we, sorry, in the south for a longer period of those 16 years. It's time to go and north. we've not gone north. Again, the PDP can say to south, okay, if we are to go south, then we must go southeast because we have gone southwest, we have gone south-south, south, south, but we haven't gone southeast. The PDP can say to itself, well, we have not gone northeast, neither have we gone north central, and we only spent two and a half years in the Northwest, these conversations have to be had by the right organs of those parties. For the APC, if I were to have had a guess, they are exactly where Chief Obasanjo was in 2007. They've had a Buhari that has been there since 2015 for their party and for the country. So they have a burden of deciding which zone are they going that issue was before Obasanjo himself and our party, and he went not. But here they are now. The APC, for reasons best known to them, are making it seem that they are going to always insist that they want to browbeat the PDP to follow their zoning arrangement. That can't be fair. All of the years that we were in democracy, and we kept going north-south, 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 they kept staying north until that northern insistence produced Buhari for them. Shall they now come to us now in PDP and try to browbeat us to come south? And if they wanted us to come south, 
which of the South is equitable for us? For the APC, all of the South is equitable for them. They are equitable if they go southwest because they've never gone there. They are equitable if they go south south, they've never gone there. They are equitable if they go southeast, they've never gone there. But shall the PDP say it is equitable if it comes to the southwest or the south south? Haven't gone there. If the PDP wants to go south, then the PDP must tell itself if it's for equity reason, then it has to go southeast. But there are other things that matter. One of them is the attitude of the people to voting in the South. I make boast to say there is no evidence that the population of the North significantly is more than that of the South. No, it's almost an even divide. By the time you join the North Central to the South, it begins to tilt it. But the problem is our people in the South, they never pay attention or bother themselves with elections. They won't come out. So there's now the issue of voting turnout. Okay. Whereas in the North, they have created a culture of everybody turning out. And sometimes people even suspect that underrated people turn out. How do you then go and do an election? And then you ignore the people that usually come out. There are majorities, and most of the time in democracy, majority have there. So you can see why I tell you that it's not as easy as that. It's almost like a knife-edge situation, but we can still be equitable even in all of this. Because, like I said, three zones have not produced precedent in this democracy. You know, and I love the fact that you, you, you bring the two major parties side by side because you'd also appreciate the fact that, you know, for these two parties, uh, there's the importance of um, taking a look at what's happening on the other side as regards their decision as well because uh, they, they might, it might prove important, especially talking about the numbers as well. But just before we leave uh, the national situation, uh, there's been the talks about uh, you know, you also mentioned restructuring. There's been talks about you know the faults in the current constitution, and now uh, maybe we should even try to fix that before talking about another election. Uh, Chief Afebola was you know talking about it the other day. Uh, he got some uh, you know proponents, but there were a lot of people that also you know uh, kicked back, saying, "Well, we, we can't just shift the goalpost uh, you know in the middle of the game." You are an aspirant. I'm guessing you will not be for anything that will stop the 2023 election going on. No, no, no. Let me tell you what I think. Afeniferi, Oanezi, Pandev, and all of this sociocultural organization, including Arewa Consultative Forum, they need to be told in very clear terms. They are not political parties. And they cannot supplant the authorities that are vested in political parties to administer themselves and prepare themselves for election. If they feel very confident, they can approach INEC and get themselves registered. They are unnecessarily overheating the policy. The Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and the Electoral Act recognize political parties as the vehicles by which you discuss and try to contest election. We have not created an opportunity for cultural organizations to produce candidates. Neither have we created an opportunity for independent candidates just yet. So it therefore means that they cannot use the, their voice to overwhelm and overheat the process. Democracy is a work in progress. It, you can talk to the parties. You can speak to your friends in the parties. Some of your members are members of parties, but you cannot try to, outside the opportunities granted political parties to take these decisions, you can't begin to tell the country if it doesn't go the way you expect it to go, then everything must go to Armageddon. No! 
And they need to be told in very clear terms that that's not how to run countries. And it is because you have very, very weak leadership. That's why they are not being put in their place. And it's part of the reasons why you have unnecessary bickering in the country. Anybody that is a politician today, be you in APC or PDP or any other party, including the other ones like Labour and Co., everybody is looking for candidates. Everybody is looking for aspirants. Aspirants are crisscrossing. They're doing issues around their primaries and all of that. That's where these decisions are taken. Nobody is going to go to a venue to go and buy a form that he wants to contest. They are a pressure group, but they shouldn't overpressure the system to such a point that it is our division that they will be playing over. It's not in their place to tell parties where they should zone. They have a right to persuade. They have a right to lobby, but it's purely an internal affairs of political party to decide where they're going to put their tickets. That's what the Constitution guarantees. And anything outside that is also varies. And on the issue of this restructuring conversation for a very long time i kept asking myself and i'm talking about more than 20 25 years i kept saying is there a reason why the present laws or the present structure cannot be improved upon systematically especially when we have legislators in the states and we have the two bicameral legislators in the in the national what is the big deal about improving the law if we have a general argument that we're due for state police now should that be a reason why we should not call in a conference they just have to write it and create the framework and pass it our problem in this democracy is that we have had an extremely lazy almost you know, embarrassing set of legislators. They don't even understand, legislators, that the power of democracy is with them. And therefore, they stay in their states, they go to their constituents, they hear all the issues about zoning and all of these issues and, you know, restructuring and true federalism and all that. And the people that are empowered to make those laws since 1999 have not been able to come up with a, you know, Constitutional amendment that covers the things that needs to be covered. How difficult can that be, given the kind of monies we get, we pay them, and the kind of allowances we pay them? One of the reasons why I'm truly not interested in going to the legislature is that I kind of like think that I'll be very frustrated there, looking at all of us sit down there, argue nonstop on top of nothing, and never get anything passed, and the arguments that I will always put on the table around true federalism, the argument of adjusting around true federalism, we are now in a democracy, and we're still having the same argument when the law has given them the power to make laws. Is there, is there anything, to, to be fair to them in, in a minute, just for, is there, is there anything, you know, uh, stopping them from doing it? Because um, you, you, you talk about, you know, lazy leaders. It's, it's a very interesting argument. I've once or twice had conversations about whether we even pay so much attention to the to the legislature as much as we do to the executive. Hello. Now, there's a lot Hello. to do. Is there anything the same, stopping them? The same doing? way people come forward and say, that I want to be governor in Ugu now. That's the same way some other guys are trying to be House of Assembly. Some other guys are trying to be Rep and Senate and all that. The roles are defined. The people are just sending the wrong set of people to represent us. You, the only place in a legislature, in a democracy, beg your pardon, where you make laws are with the legislature or probably the courts. Take for, take for instance, assuming we were to call a conference, and I'm not conceding, and we said, okay, everybody come over and let's talk about this. How do you even pick the people that we represent? 
Who are those that are going to represent the diversities here? When you already have an arrangement where almost every state has, you know, you know, constituencies and people, you know, people emerge from that. You have federal constituent people emerge from that. You have senators, people emerge from that. If they are not representative of the people, what are they doing? They're representing them. The point I'm making is that all of us, from where you started, now all of Nigerians, now actually Ogun, where we're talking, we need to understand that democracy is the gift that was given to the mass. The, the rich have never had a problem with organizing and holding power. Monarchies have never had problems organizing and holding power. Dictators and military men have never had a problem organizing and holding power. It is to accommodate the very lowest and the mass of the people that we created democracy. Shall the people be that indolent not to pay attention to a process that was created for them? Why would the people not be interested? Why would they not take interest in the candidates? Why would they not want to know what the parties are saying? Why would they not use their vote to punish people? Why would they allow the whole process to be happening over their head? Why would they allow the, the rich and the children of the rich to come and buy them when they have the numbers? So I could have, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. It was my uncle that said that. And he said it because he was trying to tell the people, you are already liberated. Your ballot, your fingers, your voter's card is your liberation. Nobody needs to liberate you a second time. Stop enslaving yourselves. So the people have the power, they're not using it. Uh, that's a conversation that has been going on. Uh, some have also uh, said there's a need to, uh, for, I don't know whether the, the politicians are very interested in that anyway. Uh, What's that? Tell us. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the politicians have a role to stimulate the people as well. I've also heard some wow. people say uh, that, um, you know, it's the joy of the politician that the people are not interested. Listen, listen. We have a country called Nigeria mm. with a lot of vibrant people. We're one of the best humans you can find. I'm not even sure that the Indians can come up with variety of foods compared to the variety that we can come up with here. Our beats and our drums and our music is such that the world is even consuming it. Our energy is so big. Shall we not now be interested in how we harness all of this thing through leadership? Leadership matters. The person that leads matter. It is for the people that that franchise have been given Otherwise, we might as well say, okay, instead of all this talk about restructuring, let's just talk about, you know, repairing our democracy to follow the Chinese model. In that case, everybody cannot be involved. But we're following a model that says we are all freeborn. We are all owners of the, the franchise. We all own the rights. Let's use it. And there's no amount of begging. There's no amount of advocacy. There's no amount of pleading that you need to plead to tell people. Our people are just lazy. Look at the argument we're having now. If they call an election tomorrow, you'll see people troop out in Kano. Some of them who are even tripping out don't even know how to interrogate the issues. You will see the ones in the South, Southwest especially, who can interrogate the issues. They're playing ball. They're watching TV. They're, watching, they're doing all sorts of things. And they're expecting people that are not as intelligent as them to come and help them take a decision on who will lead them. Does that even sound intelligent? 
Uh, interesting point. Uh, well, we'll take a pause. I've been speaking with uh, Mr. Shogun Shomu, who is a governorship aspirant on the platform of the PDP here in Ogun State. Uh, we've been talking vastly uh, issues uh, concerning uh, the um, country at the moment. When we return from this break, we will be uh, coming down to Ogun State and talking about um, issues here. And of uh, course, uh, the race to. 2023, as far as Ogun State is concerned. Remember, we're live on Facebook, so you can join us there. Quite a number of you have joined us already. Many thanks to you. You can share the videos. Feel free to do that. Facebook.com forward slash Live. You can also drop your contributions on Twitter at FreshFM. We'll be glad to hear from you. Please don't go anywhere. It's platform this morning. Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. Today, Wednesday, the 4th of May, 2022. I've been speaking with uh, Sheikh Chomi this morning. as a governorship aspirant under the platform of the People's Democratic Party. And uh, that, of course, will be important now as we talk about um, state issues. And it's quite interesting, uh, you know, that um, you decided to join the race considering... Uh, you've you've been spokespersons to quite a number of uh, political leaders. Uh, you've um, managed a couple of um, you know campaigns and all. Uh, I've I've uh, read as uh, a lot of things that you said about why you decided to to join the fray. Uh, but I, I, I'm just curious as to you know the chances of your party. You you spoke about you know the infighting in the PDP as a reason why the PDP hasn't won elections uh, in the states in the past. Uh, that, that, that was uh, when you were talking about your plans and all. Uh, those infightings, have they been sorted? You see, the only, I repeat, for emphasis, the only organic democratic party in Nigeria is PDP. Why? A political party is a place where a lot of people gather and there's contest of interest. Naturally, when free-born, able-bodied people gather to contest interest, you will feel the conversation. Anywhere you go and you find out that it's like the piece of a graveyard and they call it a political party, cannot be an organic political party. So do not be disturbed overwhelmed, excited, or made excitable because the PDP is having conversations around its own elections or pre-election issues. We used to be far more divided than this. We are not as divided as we used to be. We are not Ururu yet, and it can never be Ururu because they, okay, take this time now. 
the governorship slot or who will be the candidate is just one. And as of today, three of us have indicated interest. My good self, my brother, Otumba Jimmy Lawala, my brother, Honorable Ladia Debutu. How do you expect that kind of scenario not to produce conversation? Are you going to compare with our friends who somebody just sits down and decides this is the way they go? It's their culture. It's not bad, but it's their culture. But that culture does not create room for organic participation of democracy. But when, when we the PDP, will beat them. When the PDP was in power, in the that States, was not how it was. was, was I can was tell you for free. Of... I can tell you for free that in 20, 2003, Daniel had challengers. In Dr. was even one of them, the present governor. I can tell you that in 2007, Sorry. for a second time, he was a challenger before. He... Our party, the PDP, is a democratic party. If you come in tomorrow, and you join the party and say you want to become governor or whatever, you will automatically have space. You may succeed or not, but that's not the important thing. The important thing is that it does not exclude anybody. All of the other parties, they're basically the APC, far more than anybody else, they have the one that has embarrassed me as a person the most. Because I was watching them from a distance, and I thought that, having seen the PDP experiments and the examples and the mistakes and all of that, I thought that they would come with a better model of political engagement that includes that has inclusion. But their own system is always one person and the others can go kiss the highway. Well, so when you say people PDP is there infighting, those things you call infightings are the contestation for space that must naturally be expected in a political party, and it is really better managed now than it used to be in the past. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's not yet time to begin to ask about plans and, you know, you know, campaign promises and all of that, but th- there was a time you, uh, and that created a lot of, uh, you know, reactions in the state where you said you believed that things were going at a slow pace, uh, that, that things weren't going as, as you expected. Uh, the response at that time was, well, uh, slow and steady wins the race and all, and that has even become a mantra, so to speak. Uh, what do you think has to change uh, either way governance is going? Because there has to be something you believe will change before you say, oh, I want to be governor. Okay. First of all, democracy expects that one person cannot be canonized in an election. So, election typically requires that people are going to contest. Okay. So APC has the governor, President Babiodun, he has a right of first refusal in his party because that's the culture here. You cannot have a system that says somebody can go for second time and they begin to tell him he cannot contest. So that's the right of first refusal. The law does not say somebody cannot challenge him there. That's their party. But PDP will, are we going to say, okay, we're not going to contest? Okay. So we're going to have to. And in trying to contest, we're going to have to look at, I personally, you have to look at why. Because if you don't answer the why, what's the point in the how? For me, the first and most critical reason is that this democracy must be encouraged to be issue-based and idea-based. And we must have a constitution of, you know, back and forth on this is the best way, this is not the best way. And sometimes, even if you win or you don't win, it doesn't really matter Allah didn't win many elections, but it didn't stop him from producing ideas that others can probably harvest and be leader yes. of opposition. So in this case, I believe that the APC has not been fair to the people of Ogun State. 
I believe that if not money security as well as I would have wanted, you can't wake up anywhere in the world and be reading that school children are macheting themselves and people are just killing themselves and counting scores. That's a major low. I believe that they have not shown Ogun anything that I can be happy with in terms of progress relative to our health. When was the last time you got a benefit of health from the state? All of the countries we copy and the places they run to, they have a design that insists that all citizens of the state must get some tangential, some real benefit from their people. If you fell in, maybe they got a subsidy for your drug or something. What do we do here? All they're interested in doing is buying, building our building structures and buying expensive equipment and not bothering to see the service delivery end of it. Then you have to ask yourself, what's going on here? We're not retaining enough wealth. We've not lit up our environment. This place is all. It's so dirty, you almost want to cry for us. For a people that used to be very clean, we used to get first in this country. We have some of the best environmental engineers in this state, and yet we are one of the filthiest now. That's an issue that we just talk about. Again, Ogun State being the house of education, really, we're the headquarters of higher education in the country. Does it make sense that we're having a lot of out-of-school and non-educationable people, people who are not interested in education? So it means that we need to look at our model and say, why is it not working? What do we need to do? What do we need to change? So from a policy point of view, governor, the governor of Ogun State cannot be a gift. You give someone who is not interested in the issues that bother the people of Ogun State. And as far as I am concerned, we will want to discuss with them on the real issues. We will want to ask them, how far have you gone with IGR? We will want to ask them, this is your public-private sector model that you are running. How much wealth has it created? We will want to ask them, your mountain of the agricultural value chain, where are the food? Why is it not impacting the prices in the market? We will want to ask them, why is Amoteco not well-funded and why don't we have security? We will want to ask them, what's the issue and what are we going to do about the spiking of out-of-school children? We want to ask them, what's their framework for unemployment? We would like to ask them, what is your framework for wealth creation? In this? No. So these are the issues we'll be bringing to the table. And because their candidate is going to be having to do what you call a referendum, he's been there for three and a half or so years, so he will have to come to the table and tell the people, this is my account and my scorecard, and our duty will be, no, it's not good enough. We can see this, we can see that, but we can still do this, 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 and you should have done this, this, this. That's how democracy works. Democracy does not work on an assumption that you pamper the one in charge. No, that, that's how democracy should work. Is that's that, how is it, it works. necessarily how it works here? Because a first-time governor ask, has lost sorry, election sorry. here. I, I was going to ask that, you know, some of these things that you say, or some of these uh, questions that you're asking, are you asking them because you really see this lacuna and you feel they need to be plugged or because you are the opposition, you need to ask questions. Listen, probably then you don't know me. I've lived in this state since 1999. I dare anybody to produce evidence that consistently since 1990 date, he has agonized, he has terrorized, he has engaged, he has argued, he has suggested solution about Ogun State rather than me. None. I don't speak for the benefit of speaking. Yeah, but, but you know at that I time you were not an aspirant. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm telling you that over the years, even when I wasn't an aspirant, 
It wasn't unusual for me to ask this question, to make this suggestion, to do or whatever. Do you know that I pay for content for reorientation in Ogo State? Just because I, anything I see that is not working, I actually call people, they create the content, we pay. That's how you know someone who's concerned about the issues. And these issues I've raised to you, I said we'll ask them questions on them. The reason why I'm going that route is that I want us to dignify this particular next round of election to inspire the next generation. And the way I want us to do it, and I hope they listen, is by us elevating the conversation onto issues so that democracy can be pleasant, it can be pleasing, and it can be attractive to young people in school. I want us to do it by debate. I want us to do it by arguments. I want us to do it by factual placing on table how and why and when and what. I don't want us to just say, party the people, they say, but I don't know whether it's even as a slogan. Their slogan changes every week. I don't want them to just be waving brooms all around the place and that will be the basis for people to vote for them. I don't want the people to take everything and reduce it to money. I want us to give Ogun his best fighting chance. And I want us to be the best among the nations of Nigeria. And in doing that, you must talk about these issues. For instance... On the out-of-school children, I came to the conclusion after lots of, lots of, lots of hours of research that the best place to start is to start free nursery school so that the children of the poor don't come to primary one with a burden of appearing as if they don't like education. How do you want them to like education? When if they come to primary one, the children of the not so poor or not so, you know, under, not so, I don't like the word you use about poor, but I, that's the best way I can make the point now. They come there, they can't even express themselves that they want to go and wee-wee or go to the toilet or ease themselves. They can't express themselves that they want to eat. And the children of the people who had gone to nursery school can make that expression. And suddenly you find out that it is with the children of the poor that you get the evidence that they don't want to go to school. Why don't they want to go to school? Why is education not attractive to them? After all of the preachings of our law war, it occurred to me that we are ripe about now. We must give them free nursery school. And it's a model that works in Brazil. The Brazilian, I went there to study it. They told me, look, you are having a lot of out-of-school children, even in supposedly educationally advantaged place, because you are leaving the poor behind in early education. Now, that's how to govern, and that's how to try to govern. You look for the solution to the problem. On security, for instance, I have not been able to forgive anybody that has ruled here to explain to me why you'll be governed Ogun. You don't have a biometric capture of all the citizens and indigenous of this place to a verifiable address so that you can find them or you can at least protect them. Oh, so your only excuse is the federal government didn't allow me to have state police. Are you like for real? All of the countries we go to in the world, they have this data. These are not, it's not hard to do. It's not rocket science and it's not expensive. You just have to have the eye of solving the problem and looking for solution. I've been saying forever, Ogo is not making as much progress because they are not even running this in a sustainable manner. Mr. A come does this, Mr. B comes start doing another thing and all that. You go to our, the evidence is in the school. I was in, in the show a couple of weeks back and I looked at the, the school renewal program that Arabia Shalat did. I'm still clapping for him. Come to Ogun. You will see one school, one roof is red, one roof is green, one roof is brown, one roof is yellow, one roof is, what the hell? 
And in that one school, you will see that they finish fixing that one school before going to the next. So I tell you, we have a major need for a different type of governance and a paradigm shift is coming and it is a brand new deal. My name is Shago Shoumi. No, I am sincerely set for that assignment, no, if I you let me. Okay, so I, I just quickly want to know because... Uh, uh, you know, uh, you you talk about the next generation and how you want uh, this twenty twenty three to be stimulating for them, uh, and and I just uh, want to know uh, wh where you stand on you know the involvement of youths and women, particularly you know in politics. There's been a lot of uh, you know uh, the, the women have had protests uh, of recent. Uh, the young people have said, oh, they're not giving us a chance and all of that. Many months ago, immediately after the Sorosuke and Ensa's argument. The major conversation that, you know, took over the country was youth involvement. I was on Arise a couple of times, and I was on channels a couple of times, and a lot of other media, where they asked me for my opinion on how youths can get. And in the process, I tried to show the pathway. I said pathway number one, join the existing party and use your number to overwhelm them. Pathway number two, if you're not interested in that, Hijack any of the smallest party, fill it with your number, and use your numbers to embarrass them. Pathway number three, look for young people, young at heart, the ones that are speaking your language, like me and a few other supporters. Pathway number four, you must show that you are interested. You have the numbers. Mm. Hello, what other way exists? You're expecting the old ones to feeling that they still have something to contribute, to just go and sleep. They won't answer you. The best way is power is not served a la carte. Power must be negotiated and it must be taken. And for young people, every young person needs a champion. Your champion must be somebody that brings value. The value cannot be money. You can't be sending somebody to go and administer money because he has money. Was the Bafemi Aola was Trump card money? Or was his Trump card, my father is rich? Was um, Azikwe's Trump card money? Or was his father's Trump The things that you should be interested in are what they have to offer, what they have to say, what inspires you. We can only try. But in a couple of minutes, another round of election will be here. If you look at the voting statistics, the, the youths have the numbers. They've served the women. But if they don't use it, what can anybody do? But, but I, I hear you when you talk about this pathways. But is it going to be easier for young people considering, you know, the, the money involved in our What's politics, the difficulty there? If PDP sells his, if APC sells his presidential ticket, 100 million, and PDP sells his own for 40 million, can you not take any of the 18 parties and give yourself the ticket? You can. Some people sat down and put that value on that party. You can sit down and decide that you want to use your numbers. You can even crowdfund for your friends. You can crowdfund for people like us who are really your champions. But what can we do? You are not going to be able to stay and be dancing and be playing and be playing football and just be uninterested, be doing bet Nigeria and be playing lottery and all that and then expect that they're going to come and dash uh. you a seat on the table. All right. It's well, yours to take, but you have to stand up and take it. Well, uh, I don't know. We, we, we could go on uh, this morning, but I'm sure there'll be more time to, to do this. Uh, but 
I really would be doing disservice to my listener this morning if I don't get some feedback uh, in just about five minutes as we wrap things up this morning. Just about five minutes as we wrap things up this morning. The numbers are 0815 Hello, good morning. Hello, Mr. Wally. Yeah, thank you. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? No, you're not calling from Lalo. Okay, you have to be Okay. My name is Olibel. Uh, I really appreciate all what he has said. But the only place that we disagree with him is uh, saying that uh, PDP has been an organic party. There is nothing different between PDP and PDP. If PDP is an organic, a well-organized party, the total tech crisis in their party will have been stopped for quite a while. And I don't see, I'm not a problem, I'm not talking about, I'm not, uh, it's not an issue of domination. I don't see how we not be aggrieved at the end of the summary election. The, which people we want to contact them with. I don't see how we not be aggrieved and how we'll be ready to work with the other party. Well, I, I think Thank you very about, much. Yeah, I, I think, I think the problem is that he doesn't understand the meaning of the word organic. Organic does not mean organized. Organic means growing according to the nature of things. When I say it's an organic party, I mean that when you bring, even for chieftaincy titles, if, if there are four people are contesting it, there will be some activity. That's what organic means. But I hear you and I get you. I, I didn't say it's Uhuru, but it's an organic party. At least you have an idea that people are contesting. Who are the people that have even bought from for governor in APC in Nogu State? I've not heard of any name. No, well, there's Modi Sharafa Yusuf. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You are very correct. The women who kind of, kind of like get the form for almost... Anyway, yes, it's true. Truly. She's giving it a good push. My sister, Modele, way to go. I support you. Give it all the best. At least you are shattering and knocking at the glass ceiling so that more women can be inspired by your audacity to dare. Mm. I support you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Oh, well, you'd have to try again. We can barely hear you. Good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, that was me. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, well, um, we did get some uh, thoughts of uh, Facebook this morning. Uh, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, apologies if I don't, uh, you know, read out, <laughs> as always, uh, because of our time. But thank you very much. All right, I, I, Mr. Shomi, uh, 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 would love to stay with us for longer, but uh, I know that uh, you have uh, other plans this morning. I should say a very big thank you uh, to you for stopping on the program uh, this morning. We will, of course, watch as things unfold and um, hopefully we'll get to do this again uh, very soon. It's my first time on your station and I think I want to commend you and your promoter. I'm amazed at the quality of your, you know, thank your you. signals and how far you guys have gone thank and you. I wish you guys Godspeed. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, sir. All right. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, really, for investing your time with us uh, this uh, morning. Uh, the conversation surrounding 2023, not just here in Oregon State, uh, but at the national level and all, uh, will continue. Uh, and uh, we will be glad to have you. Uh, uh, to inform you and bring you up to speed about a lot of occurrences you know, in the country. And uh, trust us. Uh, to, of course, uh, always uh, be with you uh, along the way. I uh, should um, have you know uh, very, uh, very quickly uh, that um, the, uh, what was it called now? The, the pool continues to widen uh, from uh, what we heard. Uh, the uh, governor of Ikiti, uh, Kadifa, is uh, getting set to declare 
as well today uh, to be a part of uh, the race to be president uh, in the APC. There's a lot of them now. Uh, the list, you know, continues to grow. Uh, but uh, just as um, has been said a couple of times, uh, the people also have a role to play. Uh, the people, uh, you know, have the job to be ready and uh, also keep themselves abreast of all they need to do uh, to ensure that the right leadership, uh, you know, getting to power. That's the program this morning. Thank you for being a part of it. Wale Bakar is my name. Enjoy your Wednesday. Be safe. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye for now. I want to go yourself. Say your vote. Just say your future. Say your best right. How much divide them by four years? How much of that? No, say your vote. No matter the thing them they tell you. No matter how the thing they do, yo. No matter how much money them they give you. No sell your photo. No need to fight, oh. Because they're picking no go join, yo. They go, they won't corner, they love, yo. Oh, no sell your photo. Yeah. Okay. Look at the situation, hey. everything harsh for this our nation. Hey. Poverty rising and inflation. Hey. Line still day for the fuel station. Hey. This gotta change my determination. Hey. This election, no intimidation. Yes. Protect your selection, we gotta make sure. Yes. Everybody votes count for the future. For yes. the future. Hey. 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 Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let them take your vote from you. Now your future be that
Everyone sing with me, yeah From the hilltops of Obudu And then you 